Hey everybody, and God bless each and every one of you. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee podcast. I brought forth a message called The Promise of the Seed. You know, Zechariah chapter 8, verses 12 through 13, speaks about the seed being prosperous and the vine giving fruit. There was something that I wanted you to focus on, and as I preach this word, and as you listen to the word, I want you to think about your seed, what you leave behind, what you're planting right now. Many times you cannot see it growing yet. You're not able to see the harvest yet, but the seed, the word of God says, for the seed shall be prosperous. And I believe that God has plans to continue to bless your life, to bless your family's life, to bless everyone involved that you have been sowing and praying and you have been fasting for them. And you have just been really asking God to step in and make a way. Well, I'm here to tell you today and to encourage you that the God who I serve, the God who you serve, the God in the name, his name is Jesus Christ. I am here to tell you that he has a promise that your your seed shall be prosperous. And all that means to you is that you got to keep on moving forward, keep on continuing in his word, keep on seeking him, keep on searching him. But most importantly, keep on trusting him because God is greater than what you will face. And there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. So if those two things are already in place, you know that blessings are right around the corner. Continue to live according to his will and not your will. And the Lord says, so I will save you and you shall be a blessing. Do not fear and let your hands be strong. I pray that this week's message may bless you. Let it be a great nourishment for your spiritual body there and share it with somebody who needs to hear this. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. May the Lord bless you as you listen to this week's message. God bless. The book of Zechariah chapter 8 verses 12 through 13. Let's begin to read. The word of God says, for the seed shall be prosperous. Everybody say, shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit. The ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their dew. The dew is what you see in the morning, that dew, that moisture. Hallelujah. I will cause the remnants of this people to possess all of these. And it shall come to pass that just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you and you shall be a blessing. Do not fear. Let your hands be strong. Look to your neighbor and say, the promise of the seed. All right, say it a little bit more with enthusiasm. The promise of the seed. There we go. Now we're speaking declaration here. You may have your seeds giving glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't usually take very long with my messages. Um, you know, the people that attend my congregation, they know. And, but I get to the point, get in the word, and then we, uh, you know, we get out and let God do what he has to do. And uh, so as you can, as we read here, we're talking about a seed. Um, If you remember anything about the Old Testament, you must understand that one thing stands out about the Israelites. Um, Well, part of the, mainly the majority of the Old Testament deals with the Israelites. And it reminds us, it reminds me especially, a lot of what we go through in today's times. Um, as the Israelites did. They, you know, we look at them and we can sit here and easily judge them and be like, oh man, those guys were crazy. Those people were crazy. The Israelites were just something else. They, you know, they're always in trouble with God. And then, you know, they would come back and then they'd go back and they were lukewarm. And, and, and even though God was with them, they'd go back to what they wanted to do. And, and we can look at, and judge them. But the reality is, 
is that it deals with a lot of what we go through in life today. Amen. We, we deal with things. We, we have life that we have to endure. We have people's attitudes. We have emotions that we have to deal with. And, and many times we become like the Israelites where we know the favor that God has placed above us on upon us. We know that the promise is upon our lives. But somewhere down the line, we tend to just, we tend to just lose ground a little bit here and there. And, and, and then in the moment where we, we're, we're about to hit face bottom, we come back to God. Amen. This is what the Israelites were always dealing with. They, were, they always had to deal with staying faithful to God. They always had to deal with when, when they had and they had an abundance, they always seemed to never need a God at that time. They always seemed to never have to worry about anything because God provided it, but they would forget that it was God who brought them out of Egypt. It was God who brought them out of slavery. It was God who brought them out of just the place that they were in, and they easily forgot. And in the forgetting process... They turn to everything else, Brother Abram. They turn to every single thing but God. And if you look at today's society, it's not hard to see that we've become a modern-day Israel where, where sometimes we, we tend to just forget that God, His love, His mercy, His grace, everything that He has, we forget that it all comes from Him. Everything we have comes from God. And with everything that we've been dealing with, you know, just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into politics. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care for it, to be honest with you. But I believe that if we, got, if we don't stand on the word of God, then, then you know, this world is going to take us by storm. So I believe not in the politicians and all that stuff. What I believe in is what the word of God represents. I believe in the word of God. If, and if the word of God speaks against something, then I support it. Hallelujah. I support the word of God. But the Israelites were, were dealing with a time where they had been in slavery. I want you to think about this. They had been in, I'm sorry, captivity. Babylon had kept them captive for 70 years. Think about that for a moment. 70 years. I thank God no one in this place has hit 70 years yet. Amen. We're all super young. Amen. We're all 10-year season veterans. We have some younger generations coming up. But we have not hit 70. And, but if you can imagine, 70 years is almost a, it's a majority of a lifetime. It's a complete, almost full lifetime. And they have, been, they have been placed in captivity to Babylon for 70 years. And I, I can only think, and I was, I, was, I was studying and meditating on this. I was like, God, 70 years, oh my gosh, like, what did they do to anger you so much that caused them to go into captivity? Well, let me tell you something, that when everything is going well in our lives, it's easy to forget the good things that God does. Hallelujah. It's easy to forget the mercies that God has given, the grace that he's given, and it's easy to turn the other way. And we find the situation here with the Israelites. They, were, they had offended God. They had, they had turned from their ways. They were stubborn. And I'm going to read you a scripture here. As so what the word of God says they were going through at this time. And, 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 and it, they were in their own little mindset. And they, they wandered from God. Again, keep this in mind. This is God's people. This is the people just like you and I. We are God's chosen people. We are, we're not the Israelites, but we have been adopted by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And he has covered us and said, you are my children now. I've adopted you as mine. I consider you full blood to me. Hallelujah. Because I paid the ultimate price on Calvary. Everybody with me still? But the book of Zechariah, Zechariah says in chapter 7, verses 11 through 12, this is what they had done. But they refused to pay attention, God said. Stubbornly, they turned their backs. They covered their ears. They made their hearts. 
as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty, the word of God says, was very angry. Now, I, I think, Brother Abram, I think to myself, I mean, my goodness, to be put on 70 years of a probation, you could think of it in that sense, where you, were, you go to Babylon, you, pretty much you're in the enemy, your enemy, um, that God said, hey, you, you don't have to worry about Babylon, all them. I'll deliver you from all those people. But they find themselves captors, hallelujah, and they find themselves in that mess. So let's just be real with God. You see, God has the ultimate patience. But I can, let me just share something with you. If you can push, this is all, this is the Old Testament, of course. But if you can push God's button so much that he is angry, then you must have done some really crazy things to anger a God whose all time is patient. Hallelujah. You know, that's something that, you know, I, I never want to ever desire to be like that with God and never want to be put in that situation. Hallelujah. But you see, some of us have this problem where we struggle with our lives. We struggle in our lives. And, 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 and you know, instead of going back to the Lord and coming to the Lord, we have turned to everything else at times. We go to our friends. We go to our family. We go to our fathers, our mothers. And, and we're there and we're like, what should I do? What should I do? What can I do? You know, my life's a mess or, or, you know, I've been struggling. I can't pay my bills or, 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 you know, I've been sick and I can't get out of this sickness and, or I feel this hatred towards somebody and I don't know how to get out of it, but what can I do? Well, I can tell you what you need to do. You need to get onto the, 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 the line of Jesus Christ. Amen. You need to reach out to the God who is the almighty savior and begin to just uplift the name of Jesus and say, God, I need you. Hallelujah. The Israelites were very similar to us and we're very similar to them. Sometimes we live like the Israelites. We, we live in the face of the world where this world is run by the enemy. We know that there is evil and there is good that exists in this world. Amen. There's two. There's evil and there's extreme and there's the good. And we know that the enemy has uh, free reign right now to be able to complete his evil. But the children of God, he's not allowed to touch. Hallelujah. Unless we don't find ourselves in Christ and we go in a different direction, then we go away from Christ. And then it's like, okay, then you kind of, you know, open yourself up to just life in general. Hallelujah. But we face a culture just like they did. We're all around us. There's, we're surrounded. They were surrounded. And slowly but surely the, wor the, the world, this mindset of the evil world that we live in is working hard to push out these ideas, these, these thoughts, these ways of living. Hallelujah. This way of just doing things that doesn't align with the word of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And this is why I've entitled my message today with the promise, the promise of the seed. Because I'm going to get to the good part. I'm, I'm about to get past this part. Hallelujah. I'm giving you a relation of the Israelites. Hallelujah. But I want you to know that there was a promise that has been placed upon your life just like it was with the Israelites. You see, even though the Israelites did what they did, God had a special love for them. He still loved them in their mess. He still loved them when they were delivered. He still loves them to this day. If you were to remind him about them, he'd say, those are my people and I love them. You and I are that love of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you've done anything in your past that you thought you can't come back for, I'm here to tell you today that God loves you that much more that you can come back, come before the Lord, and God says, I will love you like I loved you the first time I laid eyes on you. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. 
You don't have to keep living in captivity like the Israelites did. You see, it took them, they would fast and they would pray. And the word of God says that God was asking them this whole time, who were you praying or fasting for? Because you weren't doing it for me. You were doing it because you found yourself in captivity and you wanted to get out of the captivity. But little did you know that if you would have just come to me, the captivity wouldn't have been an issue. Hallelujah. But you see, there's a special love of God that he loves his creation very much. And this is the reason why we stand and sit here today because we got a God that died for us. And we can't ever forget that. Amen. Because the moment we forget that is the moment we become like the Israelites. We begin to live on our own and live for our own selfish ambitions. And that's going to take us nowhere but captivity into the hands of the enemy. Everybody has problems in their life. Some have more than others. You may be going through a storm. You may be going through a struggle right now. And you may be going through the hardest fight in your life and you're there and you're taking that last breath and you're saying, I don't know if it's worth it anymore. Because I've given so much, God. Did you not say to serve me? Yes. Did you not say to be faithful? Yes. I was faithful. Did I not come to you and pray? Yes. Then where are you, God? Isn't that a real conversation some of us have sometimes? We get in, those, in that quiet time and we're like, you know, God, I know you're there, but man, I just would love to just hear from you today i would just love to just talk to you if you're only a real person i just would love to just just explain myself to you well what's stopping you some of us are in the fight of our lives and you're asking god where are you hallelujah but let me give you some hope today because I've come to encourage someone today that the Lord has not forgotten about you. Hallelujah. That the Lord has plans to prosper you. The word of God says he wants to take you out of the captivity that the enemy has placed chains upon you where you can't move and be free. And you, may not, you may be thinking, I'm fine. I'm a perfect Christian. I go to church. I'm good. But there are chains that are attached to your mental, your mind there, and they don't allow you to live a life of freedom. Because you still have chains that are attached to you, hallelujah. You're still in your captivity, and the captivity is within your mind, hallelujah. And the enemy captures your mind, and he keeps you occupied. And in the meantime, God says, come on over to my side. And you're like, I, I don't know how to. I'm trapped. But the word of God has a promise. Verse 12 said, for the seed shall be prosperous. We are the seed of Abraham. We are the seed of all the ancestors that were before us. All the, the prophets and the apostles that came before us. We are that seed. Hallelujah. And the word of God says that we, brother Abram, shall be prosperous. Hallelujah. We shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit, which means we're not only going to be prosperous, but we're going to produce fruit in others. Hallelujah. And if you are not stepping into your ministry or stepping into what God has called you to do, you're missing out on giving fruit. The fruit that comes from Jesus Christ. The fruit that comes from the love of God. Hallelujah. It is that seed that produces the fruit that comes from the ultimate branch. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause for that. Because he is great. Hallelujah. You are the result of those that have already paved the earlier way. Hallelujah. We no longer have to pave the same path that my grandfather paved, that my great-great-grandfather paved, or my great-grandmother paved. It has already been done for us. 
What we need to do is step into this prosperous as the seed, as the branch, as the vine that produces the fruit and say, let me talk to you about Jesus Christ. Let me tell you about what God has done in my family so you can know that he can do it in your family. Let me, let me just have a conversation that when you think all has been lost and you're at the end about to give up and you're contemplating a suicidal thought that the love of God steps in and says, I will refuse not, I will not let you do what you want to do, hallelujah, because I have a calling for you. Amen? So God is saying today that your seed shall be prosperous for those of you who have children uh, this is very powerful to me. I'm sure it's powerful to you. Th think about your children real quick. They are the seed of you, what you have represented. They are going to carry what you have sowed and planted. Hallelujah. They're going to sow something. You sow some, They sow something. We sow something. And they're going to reap it. Hallelujah. They're going to reap a harvest. You know why? Because my Bible says that the seed shall be prosperous. My kids don't have to live in financial burden, hallelujah. They don't have to live in a financial debt situation. My kids don't have to live with sickness. They don't have to live with diabetes. They don't have to live with the, uh, high blood, low blood pressure, sugar, whatever, ever, any kind of illness. They don't have to live because the word of God says the seed shall be prosperous, hallelujah. You see, if we can just get some people to understand this, out there they're going to see that there's a different side of life than what they've been living. Because all they know is medicine, pills, injections, medicine, uh, you know, heartbreak, depression. But in the reality, the ways of the Lord is very different from that. Hallelujah. God never said your life's going to be perfect. You'll never have any problems. You'll be perfect. Don't worry. You're never going to struggle. You won't fall. God never promised that. As a matter of fact, the only time that he would promise that is when we are in his domain up in heaven. Hallelujah. Experiencing that new Jerusalem, then we will never have to worry about any of that. But as long as we live in this cursed world, we have to endure some of these cursed things that are upon us. But the word of God says that the seed shall be prosperous. You have the power to declare in your life, I rebuke this in Jesus' name and it must go. I rebuke this captivity in the name of Jesus, and I am set free. Devil, I am no longer a slave to the addiction. I'm no longer a slave to what has held me back. I am no longer a captive of you. I am free because God says I am free. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that your ladder shall be greater, which means what is to come is greater than what you see today, Sister Loya. I believe your grandson's going to grow up and be a great man of God. That who knows, you might have an evangelist in your hands right there. He may preach the word of God. He may heal people. He may pray over people and, and they become healed. He may pray over people and maybe they become delivered. But we know that there is a promise upon his life. Amen? Because the seed shall be prosperous. Hallelujah. The vine shall give its fruit. You're going to enjoy the blessings of those that paved the way. My, my uncle and I, you know, we, my aunt was saying this the other day. We were in a meeting, in a business meeting, and my aunt said, you know, and I was blessed to hear that. And she, we're blessed to have her, by the way. But she said, you know, I'm amongst two anointed musicians. She was speaking about my uncle and I. And I don't say that to toot my own horn or to be cocky or in any way. But I, I understood that, you know, somebody down the line before I came around picked up an instrument and said, I got to learn how to play this. Somebody down the line started singing. And all that did was it started sewing. 
And I can imagine my grandfather and my grandmother sowing, planting, sowing, planting, sowing, planting. And they couldn't see the harvest at the moment. It wouldn't be until years later that they would look at their family and say, my, oh my, what has God done in my life today? What has God done in my fruits, my vines, the fruits that I have shed forth, hallelujah. And I believe that my grandfather left a legacy that, that was sown in Jesus Christ. And it took me back to that when she said that. I said, man, God, I thank God that somebody picked up an instrument, that somebody began to sing to Jesus out of their heart because they had paved the path for him and I. And if I can sow anything into your life today, into your spirit today, it's know that the seed shall be prosperous. What's coming later from what you've already put implanted is going to happen. It's going to happen because the promise is there. Whether you or I are alive anymore, it doesn't matter. The seed has been sown as it was with Abraham. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's been created to grow. It's designed to grow. It's God waters it. He, he, he takes care of it. He nourishes it. Hallelujah. And then the word of God says that the ground shall give her increase. This is where I get that we're not designed to live in poverty. We're not designed. And I'm not speaking of, you know, that, oh, everything's going to be great. You're going to walk out of here with a million dollars. Look, let me just be real with you. Life is life, and you got to work for everything you got. But we know that the provider... Is Jesus Christ. We know that the provider says, I shall supply all your needs according to not my riches, his riches in glory. Hallelujah. I have never had a need that I had to go without that something that really was, you know, I really needed. I never not got. Hallelujah. Now, yeah, I would like to have extra money in the bank and have all this extra money, but that's not all the time what I need because then I could probably be like Israel and I would turn my back on God and forget about him for a while. And then when I got low on money, then I'd go back and knock on God's door and say, I need some money, God. Amen? But the ground shall give increase, which means that your life, that you will live in Jesus Christ, will be a life fulfilled. That he will give you a, a, a peace that transcends all understanding. He'll give you a love that you can love, that you'll be like, I never would have thought I would have loved that person. But somewhere down the line, I found love for that person. Somewhere down the line, God stepped in, forgave me, which I didn't think would be possible. And now he's asking me, you got to forgive people just like you. Hallelujah. The promise of the seed, the seed shall be prosperous. The ground is your territory. And every place that you step, you got to remember that, that you step with purpose. Hallelujah. If you step into the enemy's territory that he's been, you step in there and say, I know I got a purpose today. Hallelujah. Who do you need me to touch, God? Who do you need me to speak to? Who do I need to open my mouth to and share with you down in my life so that they can give you glory and come to you? It's your territory, hallelujah. It's yours. It's, the seed has already been planted. You're there to be prosperous, hallelujah. The ground shall give increase, which means when you step into that area, you're going to be prosperous. You're going to succeed. You, you know, you're going to have favor because the ground shall give her increase, which basically comes down to it's yours and it's yours for the taking. But some of us may just sometimes allow the enemy to step back in on our territory. And little by little, we start backing up and backing up and backing up. Enough with that. God wants to restore his love with you. 
He wants to restore that relationship with you. You, you know, you think, you think that because of what you've done, because of what you've said, I mean, I, I'm sure many, everybody in this room, if, we were, if I were to ask, how many of you have probably said, man, God, I'm angry with you. We'd all have our hands raised. God knows that. He doesn't, he doesn't get his feelings hurt. He knows. He knows exactly who you are. But he, when he sees you, though, he says, that's my child. That's my kid. That's my boy. That's my girl right there. Those are my children. Yeah, I'm not happy with what they're doing. But I know they're going to come around. I know that something's going to snap and they're going to awaken to a greatness, a calling inside of them. Hallelujah. That when I begin to fulfill my purpose in, in them, God says, I know that they're going to be fulfilled, giving promise and prosperous to the seed. Hallelujah. The word of God says this. Brother Abram really loves this scripture. We've talked before, and I'm a big fan of it as well. I, I think it speaks volumes. I, I want you to listen very careful, carefully. The book of Romans chapter 8, verse 39. Book of Romans chapter 8, verse 39 says, Neither height, no, no matter how high it is, nor depth, no matter how low it is, nor anything else in all creation, no matter what somebody tells you. Listen to what I'm going to share with you right now. Will be nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Understand that your mistakes and what you've done and your past that you carry and the things that you continue to do. Yes, God wants to change, but that's not going to separate you and make God love you less. Hallelujah. You see, if the Israelites would have understood that, they would have understood that they just had to go back to God and say, God, I need you to deal with us. Deal with our hearts. We, we're sorry. We, we messed up, God, before it got to the point where they were in captivity. Because many times, the only time we move is when we're in captivity. Amen? That's the only time some of us will come before the Lord and, and pour out our hearts is when we're at the brink of disaster. Hallelujah. And we don't have anything else to turn to. Then we finally say, okay, I'll try you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But I want you to see something. That just like the Israelites had angered God in the time leading up to the chapter we just read. His love was so quick to forgive. He embraced his people. He just said, you know, he says, yeah, you've done all that. Yes, you know, now I'm hearing your cry because you're asking me for forgiveness. I will not turn from you. I will, I will honor this that you're doing right now. But understand one thing that I will restore and give to your seed and let them be prosperous. You know why that happened? That's because they came before the Lord with their heart. And they came to God with a humble heart. And they said, we need you, God. We've, done, we've tried 70 years, Brother Abram, for our own reason. We've tried 70 years. I need you now, God, more than ever. Because if I don't have you, I'm going downhill and I'm going down fast. Hallelujah. If you could give me something soft there, brother. But God wants to embrace you again. He wants to love you again. You know, we don't understand God's love, and we never will. It's just so hard, sister. It's, it's an amazing love. I mean, we look at people that we don't like, and we're like, how could you love that person, you know? And then we're like, how could you love me, you know? And you're like, ah, i got to stop what I'm thinking, you know? God, you, just, you love everybody. There's a love that is upon us, though. We are his chosen people, Hallelujah. 
But here's what God wanted. Here's what God expects as he is expected it from Israel. He wants us today to grasp as a church, as a nation, as a country, hallelujah, and as the body of Christ. He says in the book of 2 Chronicles 7, 14 through 15 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn, make a full repentance from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive, listen to that, forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Just think, think about that for a moment. He says, all I want you to do is just come to me. When you have a problem, come to me. If you're going through something in life right now, you know, we've, I mean, we've lost people along the way. We lost a great-grandfather, a family member of mine. You may lose somebody. You may, you know, life happens, amen? But one thing that doesn't change is that when you go back to God and you say, God, I need you. You know what he says? I know. And I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you, hallelujah, Jesus, because I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to, to prosper your seed, hallelujah, P plans that your seed may have fruit and that you may have and enjoy a harvest, hallelujah. But the first part about it is that we must humble ourselves. You have to come to God real. You got to remove the jacket of pride, throw it off and come say, God, what can I tell you? You know my heart. You got to repent, seek his face, seek him, turn from our wicked ways. And then the word of God says that he will hear from us, forgive our sin, and heal our land. Let us all stand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is a great God. Hallelujah. I believe that the Lord has been speaking in the hearts of those that have been listening, those that have been watching. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, we can sit here all day and pretend we don't have problems, but the reality is even pastor has problems. The reality is we all have problems. We all have life. And we all go through things that torment us at times. Hallelujah. And that take us back into captivity. But God wants you to know today that it's not his plan that you live in captivity. Are you done with the 70 years? Because if you're done with 70 years of being in captivity, God is ready to set you free. Hallelujah. God is ready to prosper your seed. Hallelujah. And if you have children, I want you to start praying for them already. Because there is a promise that's upon their life as it was upon yours. But the promise is that it gets better and better. Your, 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 your ladder is greater. Hallelujah. And that's the key. So as you are there, begin to just uplift the name of Jesus. I'm going to open up this place. If you feel the need to pray.